The views and opinions expressed by individuals on the following program do not necessarily reflect those of the network, Guys Guy Radio, and its platforms. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think, feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. And this week is no exception. We've got a return guest today. We're going to talk about intermittent fasting with one of the world's experts, Jen Stevens. She's author of the book, Fast, Feast, Repeat, a New York Times bestseller. And also she's got a new book we're going to talk about that's coming out in a month or so. You can pre-order it. It's called The 28-Day Fast Start Day-by-Day Ultimate Guide to Starting or Restarting Your Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle So It Sticks. So it's really a guidebook to help you get over that hump to that first month or so of intermittent fasting. For anybody out there who has attempted it or who does intermittent fasting, you know that sometimes it takes a little bit of uh, getting used to. I, uh, spoiler alert here, I am an intermittent faster. I use it as a lifestyle now. I had tried it when Jin was on our show a few years ago when her uh, Fast Feast Repeat book came out, and I just, it didn't click with me. I tried it three times and put it aside, and then I tried it again a fourth time after doing some fasting with my wife, who went on a a water fast for about a week or so. I did about five days, and then I realized that I can get through it. I can get through the physical challenge of fasting. I can get through the mental challenge of fasting, and if I put something... uh, in my lifestyle, like intermittent fasting, it should be something I can deal with because it's only really limiting my eating to uh, a certain time during each day. I tried it a fourth time and it worked. And I wanted to have Jim come back on the show because it's working for me. And I think it can work for those of you out there who decides that this is something that I'm interested in. This is something I want to try. And this is something where I need some new information about. So we're going to talk about intermittent fasting with a real expert, Jen Stevens, who's the author of the book Fast, Feast, Repeat, and the new one, which is a guidebook, the 28-day fast start day-by-day program for intermittent fasting. And I think from our conversation, I think we'll all learn a lot because I'm like, uh, (laughs) I'm the one who's been attempting intermittent fasting, who finally, after his fourth attempt, got over the hump and has... uh, integrated into my lifestyle, and and I may be able to ask a lot of the questions that you may have about what is intermittent fasting, what are the benefits, and how do I get started, and how do I stick with it? Because I got to tell you, it's very easy to start intermittent fasting, and basically it's about you eat at certain times during the day. So the typical uh, version is, and we'll get into all of this with gin, but it's about eating about six hours. For me, it's noon to six. A lot of people follow that. And then from six o'clock on until noon the next day, you don't eat. You can have water, you can have black coffee, you can have kind of a plain tea, but that's it. No additives or anything like that. And I've learned the hard way about that because I was putting lemon in my tea, I was adding stevia and stuff like that. And that's not part of the fasting because it affects your body's uh, 
relationship with the insulin. So if you're going to do it, you got to do it cleanly. And it takes a little bit of time and getting used to because you don't experience the results right away, but you do experience some discomfort. Because for me, it was a little bit headachey. My body was saying, where's the food? What happened to breakfast being so important, et cetera, et cetera. But over time, you get used to it. You start to see the results. And then you become more, for me at least, mentally more clarity, physically feeling lighter. The weight comes off and it stays off. And it's not all about weight reduction. It's about really living a more healthier lifestyle, as some have said it is. Others disagree. For me, it has worked. For Jin and so many thousands of others, it works. And fasting is something that's been around for eons. Uh, if, you, if you look at some of the, uh, the yogis that are around today and those who have been around in the 20th century and going back even further than that, they, most of them uh, eat very little and they do their own version of intermittent fasting. But for us regular people, if you will, the idea of just compartmentalizing our eating for about six hours a day can really make a difference on an ongoing basis. And it's really something that you need to be consistent with, but not to the point where it becomes like it's punishment. You got to think of it more of as a reward. I'll give you an example. When I became a non-smoker about 30 years ago, actually 40 years ago now, wow, as time, time flies, I realized when I went through my interview with the psychotherapist who was working with me and was going to hypnotize me, I had to explain the reasons why I want to become a non-smoker. Because what happens, and then I studied hypnosis on my own and became a certified as an advanced clinical master hypnotist, is that you want the benefits to outweigh the things that you're giving up, basically. Uh, so it's not about denial, it's about actually receiving something better. And that's what it is really with intermittent fasting. You're getting so much more from not eating than you are from just eating indiscriminately. But we're going to get into all of that here on Guys Guys Radio. Once again, my special guest is a return guest, Jim Stevens. We're going to talk about intermittent fasting, my experiences, your questions that hopefully I will ask, and Jin's uh, new book, The 28-Day Fast Start Day-by-Day Program, which helps you get over that first month in terms of intermittent fasting, and then you can determine, it, does it work for you? Is it a lifestyle? Is it a short-term fix, if you will? But we're going to get into all of that right here on Guys Guys Radio. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, guys, guys, radio, it's the interview portion of our show, and today we're going to talk about intermittent fasting, a subject near and dear to my heart, because I had so many struggles with it before I got over the hump, and because of that, I want to thank my special guest, a return guest to Guys, Guys, Radio, Jen Stevens. She is amazing. She is the author, New York Times and USA Today bestseller of Fast, Feast, Repeat, which is really the Bible, if you will, on intermittent fasting. Uh, and Delay, Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle, an Amazon number one bestseller in the weight loss category. Also, Cleanish and Eat Mostly Clean, which is great advice. Live mainly, mainly clean and unlock your body's natural ability to self-clean. Came out in 2022, another Amazon number one bestseller in the categories. She's got a new book. It's called 28 Day Fast, 
start day by day and it comes out uh the day after christmas but you can pre-order it now i've gone through the book it's terrific it really gives you uh that start because when we try a new habit or a new lifestyle it takes about a month to really get into it and this gives you a perfect path to that first month for intermittent fasting uh jen has lived the, the lifestyle since 2014 so it is quote unquote a lifestyle she's lost over 80 pounds uh, Jen's host of two top-ranked podcasts, Intermittent Fasting Stories, and the Fast, Feast, Repeat, Intermittent Fasting for Life podcast. She does it with Sherry Bullock, and you can join her private community by going to her website, jenstevens.com slash community, and it's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S dot com. So welcome back to Guys Guys Radio. Jen Stevens, I can't wait to talk to you about intermittent fasting. Well, I am so glad to be here today. I love talking to you. Thanks for having me back. And, you know, you mentioned it took you a few false starts to get started with intermittent fasting. And you said that I started in 2014. Actually, I started dabbling in it in 2009. Wow. So I was a dabbler from 09 to 14. And it wasn't until 2014 that it finally stuck for me. So anybody who's listening, if you've dabbled before, I understand. I know why you were a dabbler. I know why it didn't work. And I can help you <laughs> get through all the stumbling blocks. Well, the the book, The 28-Day Fast Start, uh, Day by Day, is really great because it's it's encouraging. It, it identifies a lot of the little yeah. hurdles that we have to go over to stay on the path of intermittent fasting. And I'll just tell my story real quickly. I tried after we first met uh, about three times, and I wasn't seeing the results. And I was like hungry every day by about 10 a.m. because I did the uh, noon till like uh, seven, six, six o'clock eating, and then nothing until the next day. And then uh, for some reason, I gave it another try, my fourth try, and it worked. And uh, what I did, Jen, was I also added to it a day where I didn't, uh, I added an extra fasting day. And okay. uh, at the beginning, um, once I got into the intermittent fasting, and that really kickstarted my results. I've since backed off that, and I've kept to intermittent fasting. I eat from noon uh, to until dinner, and um, I'm now I've done some things, and you you talk about this in the book. I just eat one basic meal a day. I'll dabble a little bit, but really one main meal a day. Yeah. And I really might, what I've learned is my body really doesn't need more than that. But it, you know, you have to like untrain and rewire your brain to, uh, to a new understanding that you don't have to keep shoving food in your mouth. So let's just start at the beginning for everybody out there who is not aware of what intermittent fasting is. They may have heard the term, please take it from here, Jen, and uh, give, it, give us your overview. Well, I've heard from so many people that they wish it was not called intermittent fasting because the uh, name fasting is scary. You know, you think of fasting and you're like, oh, you know, Jesus, 40 days and 40 nights, that sounds awful. You know, we think of it as deprivation <laughs> or something we do for religious purposes. But intermittent fasting is really, you know, think of it as time-restricted eating. That's the scientific terminology for it. Um, and that just sounds so much better. <laughs> We're doing time-restricted eating. So you think about that, you're doing all of your eating within a, a period of time. And every single person is really already doing that because we, we fast overnight when we're sleeping. We go to bed, we sleep through the night, we wake up, and at some point in the day, we break our fast. That's where the name breakfast came from because you're breaking your fast. 
So when everybody thinks of intermittent fasting that way, that you're already doing it, you're probably not fasting lo- very long if you're you know, following the, the traditional breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But it's just a matter of taking you know the whole day of what you've been doing and just you're shrinking it. You're shrinking the period of time in the day that you're eating. That's that time-restricted eating that you're doing. And so, you know, that gives your body the time to actually, you know, tap into your fat stores for fuel or do some house cleaning that it needs to do. The process called autophagy becomes upregulated. That's our body's cellular house cleaning and um, repair. Um, and we're we're meant to have time to do that. We'll talk and about so, that a little bit, Jim, okay. I, 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 because I think that's so important. And it, to me, it is the number one benefit of IF, and that is the autophagy. Uh, autophagy is that autophagy autophagy Autophagy. and it's really your body is repairing itself and uh using the fat stores for energy um and uh helping release um the cells that the dying getting rid of the old dying cells so we can have new cells created and it's super important for uh, disease prevention etc talk to us a little bit more about that because it's such a benefit uh, in terms of your health, it's not, as you said, depriving yourself. You're really, the benefits far outweigh the not eating. It's true. When you understand that the period of the day where you're not eating, you're fasting, you're fasting clean, and we can talk about that as we go. But when you're choosing to fast, you're giving your body time to do what it needs to do in the background. Um, we're supposed to be metabolically flexible, which means we can switch fuel sources as needed. We're all born with that ability. And when food is coming in, that's your fuel source. And then when food is not coming in, we have plenty of stored energy. All of us do. Um, Form of stored glycogen, fat cells. But also, I want you to think about your house and if you were having a constant party at your house 24-7, right? If you had a party that never stopped, how dirty would your house get? You know, people would come and go, things would pile up, red solo cups in the corner, it would just get junkier and junkier. And you would need the party to stop. <laughs> Let's stop the party, everybody go home. Now you have the time to clean it up. And so our current food landscape, you know, we have been trained by big food for, <laughs> um and for just by, you know, by like the common dietary advice for the past couple decades that we need to eat six or seven times a day. We need to have multiple meals. I read a diet book one time back in the day that was like, as soon as your feet hit the floor, you have 30 minutes to eat. Right. And I'm like, I was like panicked. Oh my God, I only have 30 minutes to eat. <laughs> we we like, we're going to drop dead if we don't start putting food into our body. And so if you're following that typical dietary advice, got to eat six to seven times a day to boost your metabolism, then that's that party that never stops. You know, you're starting putting things in the minute you wake up, it goes on and on. Your body never has a break. And then, you know, you wonder why you're gaining weight. You wonder why you can't lose weight. You can't tap into your fat stores. Your body is basically in constant storage mode, storage mode, and it never has a time to take a break. So living the modern lifestyle autophagy tends to downregulate because we're just not really giving it time. But the beautiful thing about intermittent fasting is you are setting aside time of the day when your body can do what it needs to do. It can rest and repair. It can clean. It can, you know, recycle those old junky proteins that are building up. It can build new things. And then when your eating window opens, when it's the time of the day when you eat, 
you nourish your body and give your body the building blocks that, that it's going to need. So it's it's that, you know, the fast and the feast, and then you mm-hmm. repeat. And so once you're adapted, you know, you talked about how you tried it. You tried it three times and the fourth time it stuck. You really needed to, to build up your body's ability. You needed to um, regain your metabolic flexibility. Like I said, we're all born with that. And once you did, it suddenly stopped being so physically hard. And it just started to feel natural. Am I right? That's absolutely correct. I had to get over the, you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. That whole thing that we've all been taught. And um, I now I'm not hungry in the morning. I don't right. even think about it. I, I have to admit, I'm on the, I'm still on the noon until 6 p.m. ish. Mm-hmm. And I say ish because I, I don't hold myself, you know, if I'm if I'm eating and it's 6.30 or something, it's not the end of the world because it's a lifestyle now. Right. But I do do my best. And I don't, sometimes I'll get hungry about 11 a.m. And and so it's an hour. So I wait an hour. And sometimes I'll go till like yesterday. I had something I had to do. I went out. I didn't get back to have a chance to eat until 2 p.m. It didn't Mm -hmm. bother me at all. It was like I could feel my body working, cleaning itself up, unless I was just thinking that. But it was you feel it. You yeah. do feel it. And, you know, we think when people are just, you know, starting out, there's there's a saying, I did not make this saying up, but I love it. And the saying is diets are easy in contemplation, but hard in execution. Like we've all know, we've started a diet, we tried it. It was hard, 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 hard. We thought it was going to be easy and then we crashed and burned. Fasting is exactly the opposite of that. Fasting is hard in contemplation. We think it's going to be so hard. But once you're fat adapted, it becomes easy in execution. Mm-hmm. Now, in an unbelievable uh, way. <laughs> now, just so everybody knows, I'm not a doctor, and Jen, I think, was a teacher, right? Yeah, your teacher. And uh, so, we're not giving you medical advice here. We're just talking about our experience with intermittent fasting. And Jen's an expert, and I'm a I'm a student, like uh, most of the folks out there who've who've attempted it. So, I'm kind of like the representative for everybody. So, uh, just so everybody knows, we're not giving you medical advice. We're just saying this is how it works, and it's up to you to decide if you want to do it. Um, there's different types and time frames for intermittent fasting, Jen. There's the traditional one that I mentioned, which kind of is like at noon till 6 p.m., right. but some people do one day on, one day off, or they break up the hours differently. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, there's really two main types of things that fit under the intermittent fasting umbrella. And the the one that you and I do is time-restricted eating. And that's where you have your daily eating window. You eat every day within you know a period of time, whatever that might be. And it's flexible. My day is not the same every single day. And in Fast, Feast, Repeat, I, I talk about all the different types of eating windows you might choose. And um, it's really very flexible. You don't have to, like I said, you don't have to be the same every day. The other type of intermittent fasting is what we might call alternate daily fasting. And that's what you talked about. And alternate daily fasting really is very well researched. Krista Veraday um, did a lot of research on, on this particular style. And it's it's really every other day is what you're doing. She had a book called The Every Other Day Diet that came out in, gosh, 2011, 2012. It's been around for a while. And basically, you can think of it as one day you eat normally. And when I say normally, I mean like the rest of the world, three meals. And then the next day is your fasting day. And it's just fasting day, eating day, fasting day, eating day. And when Krista Verity did her research, she's like, well, going a whole you know day without eating would end up being like 36 hours, right? Because you like have two overnight periods. So a full 36-hour fast. She's like, that sounds like a lot of fasting for people. So let's give them on the the fasting day, let's give them, you know, 
a, we should call it a modified fast. You're having 500 calories. So you would have a day where it's, you're fasting and then you have like a little 500 calorie meal and then you wake up the next day and you eat normally. So we call those days, the days where you have the 500 calorie day, that's your down day. You're fasting, you eat a little bit, then the next day is your up day. So that's alternate day fasting. And that that one's more complicated. I wouldn't start with that one. Um, you can also do what I call a hybrid approach, and it's where you mix and match. So anytime you have a down day, whether it's a 36-hour fast or you're choosing the 500-calorie down day, the next day needs to be an up day. Any down day followed by an up day. But then you could have six hour window the next day and a two hour window the next day and an eight hour window the next day and then another down day and then another up day because every down day is always followed by an up day. We call that the hybrid approach. Again, that that's a little more advanced level. <laughs> Start with, you know, when you're starting with at the beginning and, you know, you're, you're going to be hopefully getting the 28 day fast start day by day where I'm going to walk you through it. You're not starting like like we are right now. You're not starting with the four-hour, five-hour, six-hour eating window. You're easing in. You're letting your body adjust. You're not starting by skipping a whole day of eating. You're basically building up that fasting muscle, if you will, and you're letting your body adapt because it takes time. And then only after you're in a really good routine where you've mastered time-restricted eating, hunger is not an emergency. If you have to wait till two to open your window, it's no big deal. That's when you can start, you know, dabbling in a little bit, like maybe, you know, one down day a week. We have something in my community led by um, one of our moderators, Roxy, and she calls it mealless Mondays. That just sounds really good. But you can be completely mealless and have a 36-hour fast followed by an update or the 500-calorie down day. But that just didn't sound as good. 500-calorie down day Monday doesn't sound as good as mealless <laughs> Monday. But there's a lot of support in the community and people who are, are trying it. And then, you know, they just, they get into the habit of doing it and it just feels like a great start to the week. It's really amazing. I'm I'm sure a lot of folks, as you have listened to and heard and documented, have some bumps along the way the first couple oh, of yeah. times, like myself, trying as, as you had your own challenges. My challenges was first, just my body saying, where's the food? I'm so used to this. So I was like literally pacing. Uh, around 10 a.m. in the morning until noon. And then I kind of got past that. But then I would, the first couple of times I tried, I overate in the right. window. I just was picking down everything because I'm going to not, I can't eat after six. And I was just making up for it. But then I, so I stopped. But when I eventually broke through, um, I, those issues went away. I stopped my cravings where once I stuck with it, I didn't crave food. I didn't crave bad food as much. Uh, and I, I didn't get freaked out about everything. I just like, let me see what happens. And I noticed I started to get the physical benefits, the mental right. benefits. I had more clear thinking. I had more energy. And I've now found over a couple of years now um, that what IF does for me beyond the energy and the clarity of thinking and the uh, cleaning up of my body is that with my weight, I, it keeps me at a plane that's very manageable, that I like. It's not like I'm dropping 25 pounds because of IF, but I probably dropped 15 pounds and have just stayed there. So even if I eat too much on one of the days uh, in my eating window, it doesn't matter that much because I'm always going back. I know my body's going to fast for the next 18 hours or whatever it is. And that does a lot of good. Talk to us about that type of experience, Jen. 
All right. I first want to backtrack a little bit. And you talked about how you were overeating at first yes. when you were struggling. And that is so very normal. Because if if um, listeners remember, I talked about how you've got to build up that fasting muscle and you've got to teach your body to be metabolically flexible again. So that once you are physically adapted, there's that physical adaptation period. Once you're physically adapted, your body is well-fueled during the fast. You've got your glycogen from your liver, glycogen stored in your muscles. That's like blood glucose, but it's stored away in your liver and in your muscles. Your body can use that up. But when that gets to a certain low level, that's when your body has to switch to fat burning, burning other stored fuels that you've got on your body. We've all got them. And when you're first starting out with intermittent fasting, your body doesn't know how to do that because it hasn't really had to really look for other fuels. So it's kind of gotten like lazy behind the scenes. And so when your eating window opens, when you're early on, you're not well-fueled during the fast, that's when your body is like, we we got to have some food coming in. And it sends you that eat signal yeah. when you open <laughs> your window. So when you're early, you may feel out of control with eating during your eating window because your body is just really confused. You know, we we are so happy to tell you that that dies down. You do not always feel that way, but it can feel really scary if you're not expecting it. And so having people understand that is a very normal part of the um, of the adjustment period. You know, like I have like saved notes in my phone for like things that we hear over and over again. And one of them is a saved note about overeating is common here at the beginning. Here's why. And do not beat yourself up for what is a very normal part of the process because we, you know, we internalize a lot of guilt. We're like, oh my God, I'm binging. This is can't be good. This is this is a sign it's not. No, that's just a sign that your body is not well fueled during the fast because you're not metabolically flexible yet. Your window opens, your body is like, eat. I mean, we've all gotten those signals when we try to do a low-calorie diet long term. The longer we do it, the more we want to like we get snacky and bingy. That's our body telling us it needs fuel. But with intermittent fasting, you're teaching your body to do what it used to know how to do when you were born. So you just push through, let your body have that time to adapt. And that's where the good part is. And then finally, your body flips that metabolic switch. Like you described, you're not starving during the day. Your body knows what to do. And then when your window opens, you've been well-fueled during your fast. Your body's been snacking on, you know stored glycogen, then it snacked on some stored fat. It knows how to do it. It knows there's food coming. And you're more leisurely when you open your window because food is not an emergency. And you get to the point where hunger is no longer an emergency and you don't feel like you have to cram it in. Absolutely. My special guest, Jen Stevens, returning to Guys Guys Radio. We're talking about the new book. You can pre-order it now, 28-Day Fast Start Day by Day. It uh, It's a follow-up on, uh, what's the name of your core book, your seminal book? Here it is. I got it right here. Good. Fast, Feast, Repeat. Yep. And it has a 20-day fast start in it, but it's not the same. It's, it's a chapter that explains what to do. And um, funny story, I told my my editor and my agent, we were having a conversation about what my next book was going to be. And they're like, but they said, what's your next intermittent fasting book going to be? And I said, I'm never writing another intermittent fasting book. Cause I said everything I needed to say in this one. And I meant it. And then time went by. And then I, you know, I saw news faster struggling through the same exact right. things. Maybe they read fast feast repeat, but it's got like so much information in it that they, it was like information overload. You know, they read, they read this many pages of things. And then that's a lot of things. And the teacher in me said, 
okay, I am going to write another intermittent fasting book because we need something that is more like, okay, it's day one. Here's what you need to know for day one. And that's all you need to know. Yes. Yes. And then I I refer people back to fast, feast, repeat. Like I'm like, like here, you know, on day, whatever it is, here are the health benefits related to fasting in a snapshot version, just a little bit. If you want to read more deeply, read chapter, you know, whatever it is. And so you have the tools to go back and be more depth if you need them, but not more than than you you must have that day. Okay, a couple of questions. Um, okay, and uh, being since I'm the uh, lab rat in this, um, so in the morning, if you're on the uh, six hour window, right, you can have black coffee. You say now, can you add stevia or something like that to it or not? That breaks no. the fast. You can't because um, because we don't want to taste things that are sweet. Um, there are three fasting goals. And I talked earlier, I said the word clean fast. And that is really what makes the difference between um, the way that I talk about intermittent fasting and the way most everybody talks about it. Because when we first started talking about intermittent fasting, and when I first started doing it, all the books, all the experts, everything you could find, really just kind of thought of intermittent fasting as a way to eat fewer calories. Where if you're only eating in six to eight hours, clearly you're going to be eating fewer calories, and that's why intermittent fasting works. And you know if that's the only reason intermittent fasting works, and you feel great doing it, then awesome. But the the good news is that is not the only reason intermittent fasting works. We talked about autophagy, but um, other things are going on behind the scenes as well. And one of them is fasting clean gets our insulin down. We want our insulin to be low. Um, listeners may not even know anything about insulin other than through the lens of diabetes. You know, we all understand type 1 diabetics don't make enough insulin. They have to inject it. Type 2 diabetics actually have too much insulin coming from insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome. That's all really connected. But what we don't want to have is too much insulin all the time. Hyperinsulinemia is actually the phrase for that, too much insulin. And insulin is actually a storage hormone. When we have a lot of insulin, all the time. We're Mm -hmm. stuck in storage mode. And obviously, you know, if you're eating all day long, your body is just pumping out insulin more and more and more. So what causes our body to kick out insulin? Eating, but also thinking that we're eating. And that's where the stevia and the diet sodas and the apple cinnamon tea and all the things that send a signal from our tongue to our brain that food is coming in and something sweet is coming in. You know, we, we taste it on our tongue. You drink your, you know, your Diet Coke or your um, coffee with stevia in it. And you're, you have what's called a cephalic phase insulin response. Your brain says, I know what sweetness is because we do. We know what sweetness is. If you were living a thousand years ago and you were tasting sweetness, it was honey or fruit or something that was going to have an impact on your on your blood glucose. And so we our bodies does not our bodies don't want our blood sugar to crank way up. So our brain says, "Oh, pancreas, we got something sweet coming in. Send some insulin to deal with it." Except you've just had zero calories because it was an artificial sweetener. Our brain doesn't understand artificial sweeteners. We just understand sweetness means sugar calories are coming in. So we release insulin. So if you're sipping on, you know, coffee with an artificial sweetener in it, even stevia, sugar, obviously, we would know. People really understand that sugar is not fasting, but for some reason don't understand why the diet, why the artificial sweeteners also would not be part of a clean fast. But it's the whole cephalic phase insulin response. And what really was powerful for me to understand it was some research they did on rats where they would paint the rats 
oral cavity with an artificial sweetener, and then they would measure their insulin levels. And just putting it inside their, their oral cavity, tasting it, they would have an insulin response. And then they did something which sounds pretty terrible. <laughs> they cut the rat's um, nerves from their tongue to their brain. So the message no longer got to their brain. So they did the same thing, but the brain didn't get the message something sweet was coming in. Mm-hmm. There was no insulin response. Wow. It's the taste that signals it. They're, they've also done studies with humans where they would put something directly into the stomach, like something sweet directly into the stomach. No insulin response from from that, and no immediate insulin response from that. So there's something about the taste that matters. How about uh, something like this? Um, one of the practices I like to do is uh, I like to start the day with a big glass of purified water with an organic lemon squeezed in it. No. No. Sadly, no. Keep the lemon in your eating window as well. You know, I do think that lemon has benefits, but the the taste is going to be a fruity citrus. We want to avoid anything like that during the fast. I'm drinking my my plain water right here. Got my, got my Wake Forest mug. I'm a Wake Forest. <laughs> but yeah, keep the keep the flavored water in your eating window. You know, because um we don't want our brain to think, I mean, your citrus is fruit, fruit. Even lemon, lemon has a a blood sugar hit if you're, you know, people sometimes think sour is different, but no, sour is, we don't want to have the sour taste either from that. The only taste that doesn't seem to be connected with an insulin response is a bitter flavor profile, which is why we can have black coffee and plain tea. As I mentioned before, though, avoid the herbal teas like an apple cinnamon delight. Your brain's going to think some food's coming in, so avoid that. So it's all about the insulin. That's that's the well. That's yep. That we have three fasting goals for the clean fast, and one of them is keep our insulin low. And so we want to avoid our brain thinking something sweet is coming in, okay. and that's why we don't don't have anything in our water to flavor it. We don't have flavored coffee, and we don't have this artificial sweeteners of any kind. Okay. Another thing that um, I have noticed for myself, at least, is that I'm eating cleaner now just naturally. Mm -hmm. I'm not gravitating towards like really sweet or like bad foods. I'm eating cleaner, a lot more organic. um, And uh, just, I just, I'm not craving bad food that's not really that good for you. And uh, that's one point. The other point is I broke my fast. I was going on a two and a half week trip to Europe and to Turkey over the summer. And I'm like, part of it was on a cruise, which I had never been on. And I'm like, there's going to be food everywhere. I'm just going to forget it. And I did. And um, because the food's so different in Europe than it is here in America, I I really didn't gain weight. I didn't pig out as much as I thought I would, but the food, I I found the food a lot cleaner. And when I got back, I took a few days and then I got right back on the IF course. Talk to us. Um, Well, you're exactly right. That seems to be a natural progression. You know, when we start with intermittent fasting and the 28-day fast start, I ask people not to change how they're eating at first. Whatever you've been doing, keep doing it. Um, Because you're trying to learn one new thing. And if we try to change too many things at once, you know, it doesn't work out. (laughs) So you're not changing your, your style of eating. But what happens is people naturally start to gravitate towards better foods. And you know, we we can guess as to why that happens, but our bodies are really smart. Um, we we don't count calories internally. We crave nutrients. Our bodies count nutrients, and they can let you know that you need more nutrients. And so, when we are doing intermittent fasting, it's like we become more in tune with all those signals. You know, there was a, a study that I 
um, referenced in my book, Cleanish, that came out at the beginning of 2022. And this is something they could never do now, couldn't replicate it. But it was like a pediatrician who had all these orphan children. I don't really even know. It was in the early 1900s. But she gave them free access to food. And again, we could never do this experiment again. But she found that those children, when left alone and offered a wide variety of things, naturally chose exactly what their bodies needed. No two child ate, no two ch- of the children ate exactly the same way day to day. One kid, he had like rickets or something, which was a, um, a disease of malnutrition that obviously we're not having any more rickets right now because our, our children are, are much better fed. But this kid who had rickets started eating cod liver oil when left to his own devices. And then once he had had enough, he never touched the cod liver oil again and his rickets were gone. So that that's a very interesting study. I talked about it in Cleanish, like I said, but it just shows that our bodies are wise and, and know what nutrients we need. When we take that break and we're not constantly eating the ultra processed foods from morning, noon, and night, like we used to, suddenly you can hear our, our body saying, I would really like to have some Brussels sprouts or something, you know, and, and suddenly, you know, our body somehow knows whatever's in that Brussels sprouts. You know, pregnant women know we start having these weird cravings. When I was pregnant with my first son, I had never eaten creamed spinach in my life, never. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I, like I woke up one morning and told my husband, I need you to go to the store <laughs> and I need you to buy Stouffer's cream spinach. I don't know why. I, I knew I'd never had it. And I ate that Stouffer's cream spinach morning, noon, and night for probably two weeks. I just like literally ate the heck out of that. And then whatever I was, my baby needed. And suddenly I was like, all right, I'm done with that. You know, my body craved it. And so we do have those signals and and we can start to connect with them over time with intermittent fasting. Now, uh, from a lifestyle standpoint, you're in the lifestyle. I'm now, it's part of my lifestyle. Some folks say, I'm sure you've gotten the pushback, like, okay, it's okay to do for a short period of time. And some people say, well, look at, I lost weight because I didn't eat that much. But talk to us about the benefits of this as a long term. This is, I mean, I'm going this way. This is it for me. It feels so good. You know, we can trust how we feel. And if you feel so good, you know that you're doing something that's good for you. You know, I remember how I used to feel when I was obese, when I weighed 210 pounds. I felt terrible. I couldn't walk upstairs. I couldn't get through the day. I needed a middle middle of the morning pick-me-up. You know, as soon as I would eat, I would crash back down. Then I would need something else. I was on that blood sugar roller coaster all day. When I would get home, I was a teacher. When I got home from school, I had to take a nap before I could like face what are we going to have for dinner or, you know, do the evening at my home. And so I felt terrible. And when I started intermittent fasting for real in 2014 and let my body adapt to it, that really just changed everything. And so, you know, I would go teach all day. I would drink my black coffee, drink my water, and I would get home full of energy. I didn't have the afternoon slump. I didn't need to go home and take a nap. And if that is wrong, then I don't want to be right. (laughs) It just feels so good. And with the starting and the stopping, you know, some of the benefits, the metabolic flexibility, the increased autophagy, you lose those if you stop. You you know, you go back to what you used to do, you get what you used to have. And some of the biggest, I guess, ammunition and why we would want to 
stick to intermittent fasting long-term has to do with people that I know in the research community who have been doing it for a long, long time. You know, I interviewed a scientist, his name's Dr. Mark Mapson, and he worked for Johns Hopkins, and he was a neurological researcher, um, studied, you know, neurological problems, and also an expert on fasting, worked with the lab animals on fasting. And he started fasting himself, time-restricted eating style, in the 1980s. He's been doing intermittent fasting since the 1980s, and he is one of the the world's you know premier experts on intermittent fasting and the benefits. But the more he learned about the benefits, I mean, he he was like, "Well, I'll never stop doing it." So I interviewed him on intermittent fasting stories. I also interviewed another um, longevity researcher, um, and he said that he 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 was big into you know longevity all the things we can do to promote longevity but he said the number one tool in our toolbox for increasing longevity is fasting and so when when scientific researchers of this caliber i mean we're not talking about you know an influencer on instagram or me a teacher just telling you about it right we're talking about top level research scientists who believe that intermittent fasting is really healthy so much so that they do it themselves. That's really powerful evidence. You know, in my community, we have a lot of people who are, are new all the time, joining and new to intermittent fasting. And I love it when they come and they say, my doctor told me about intermittent fasting. My wow. doctor told me to read Fast, Feast, Repeat. You know, my doctor said, listen to intermittent fasting stories. You know, because again, I am not a doctor. I am a teacher. And so I am trained to take content and redeliver it to you. I did not make up intermittent fasting, but I took what Mark Matson talks about in his scientific journals and the other researchers, and then I put it in a language that people can understand. So that's all I, I'm the teacher middleman teaching you about intermittent fasting. And in, in the um, in the meantime, I've learned how to make it a lifestyle and I'm really good at helping people find a way to make it into their own lifestyle. And um, go ahead. No, no. You touched on something earlier about the, the the one day, and I had touched on it also. One of the things that kind of turbocharged my results, if you will, and got me over the hump of ever having any doubts about intermittent fasting was about a year ago or so, I started every, uh, I would eat Monday evening and at mm-hmm. 6 p.m. ish, and then I wouldn't eat until lunchtime on Wednesday. The first okay. three times I did that, it was tough. Because I was thinking about food, my body was saying, all right, you know, what now? It's time, it's noon. Uh, But once I did it about three times, it became pretty natural part of my week. And I found the results were turbocharged. I lost weight. My energy went up. It was easier to fast. I've got to get back to that. But talk to us about your experience and the experience of others who've done this, added this one day, if you can get to that point. To me, that's an advanced level. Well, it is. And you did it on Tuesday. Tuesday was the day you didn't eat. So you were doing mealless Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what you were doing, our community tends to do it on Monday, mealless Monday, but that's exactly what you were doing. And so you just found that you were probably going, let's see, from six to, you were going 42 hours, something like that. Forget my man. 6 p.m. on Monday to Wednesday at noon. So you were going 40, 42 hours, yes. and that's the maximum that I would recommend for a for a down day for the alternate daily fasting because the key is you want to have time to have an up day after that. So we usually say the day that you wake up and it's going to be your up day, 
you don't need to wait till noon. You can start eating earlier in the day because you want to have that that metabolic boost day. That's an important part of the up day. But yeah, that is a great strategy because number one, you're lowering your insulin even more because you're having that longer fast. And you're also getting deeper into fat burning. So that's what really got you metabolically flexible more quickly because you you were able to, you know, your body had to ramp it up. You're all, we're like, okay, we're not eating. I got to figure this out. So your body had to do it. So your body figured it out. You became metabolically flexible. And, and that can accelerate results. Okay. The name of the book is 28 Day Fast Start Day by Day. Jen Stevens, my special guest on Guys Guys Radio. Fast, Feast, Repeat is really the seminal book on intermittent fasting. What else do our listeners and viewers need to know about intermittent fasting to get off to a good start, Jen? Well, if you'll notice the the subtitle of that book, let me read it. Hold it up real quick so I make sure I'm not going up, up a little bit. Up, up. There we go. The <laughs> Ultimate Guide to Starting or Restarting Your Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle So It Sticks. That's my goal for everybody who's listening. You know, I want you to be confident to live an intermittent fasting lifestyle as a lifestyle so it sticks. Because if you're starting and stopping, you're living in the hard part. And that's what I did for all those years before I finally you know, built up my metabolic flexibility. And then it became easy. We have a saying in our community called tweak it till it's easy. Mm-hmm. And we really want it to feel easy. It shouldn't feel like punitive. And like mealless Monday is not because you overate over the weekend and now you're punishing your body. I actually would discourage anybody for doing it from that for that reason. We We always want to do what is good for our bodies, honors our bodies, and feels good to us. We tweak it till it's easy. And, you know, it's the opposite of really what we've been fed with current diet culture. You know, Nike tells us, just do it. You know, we're told, you know, no pain, no gain. And intermittent fasting is really the opposite. You want it to feel good. You don't want it to feel like you're punishing yourself. You don't want to have the pain. Now, yes, when you're adjusting in the first 28 days, you're going to have to white knuckle through a few hard days knowing it's going to get better on the other side. But once you get there, you're going to be so glad that you did. And then you're not going to want to quit because you're going to want to keep feeling that good. I agree completely. Uh, great job with it. And um, everything you said I've experienced has been true. And it's like once you get there, the IF will keep you on a steady yes. path. So yeah. if you want to add that meatless, uh, mealless Monday, that's great. If you don't want it, you don't have to. If you fall, I don't if do you it. To, if you have to travel <laughs> and you fall off or something for a little bit, that's okay. Get back on the horse mm-hmm. because it becomes a lifestyle. It doesn't become some type of a it's, it doesn't have you in a headlock. It's really something that's for you. And once you start to feel the benefits, you'll want to get back to it as soon as possible. So Jen, tell everybody where they can learn more about you, your groups, the books, et cetera. Well, you can go to jenstevens.com. And Jen is like gin and tonic, G-I-N. Mm. And Stevens is with a P-H. And at jenstevens.com, everything's there through the different menu items. But jenstevens.com slash community will help you find our community. And I'm there every day. People are like, well, you're always here. I'm like, well, this is my job. (laughs) Instead of teaching in a classroom at an elementary school, I'm teaching on my phone in the community, you know, with with people every day. And it brings me great joy to watch new intermittent fasters find their fasting legs and turn it into a lifestyle. People come in on day one and they're a little 
frantic and worried and beat up by the diet culture. And then they emerge on the other side of the 28-day fast start and they're like, hey, I'm doing it. And it gives me great pleasure to be part of that community and see people adopting intermittent fasting as a lifestyle. Fantastic. And remember, everybody, it's really it's more of a marathon than a sprint. And it's a lifestyle. It's something that you want to do and makes Mm -hmm. you feel good. It's not punishment. And uh, I personally recommend it. And but it's up to everybody out there. Learn about it. Learn from Jen and then make your own decision. And I, I think if you give it a try. And maybe you give it a second try, you'll find that it works. So thank you so much, Jen. Keep us in, uh, up to date as to what you're doing. We'll have you come back again. And thank you for helping me. And thank you for, help, thank you for helping all our listeners and viewers with intermittent fasting. Well, thank you for having me. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, what a wonderful conversation with Jen Stevens here on Guys Guys Radio. She's a return guest, and I really love it when I have a guest who comes back to the show after uh, introducing us to some new information. And then, uh, like you, like the audience, I decide what I want to participate in. I listen to all my guests. I read their books. I listen to the information, and a lot of the a lot of the things they're uh, they're they're surfacing and serving up to us. I, I'll give it a try. And in this case. Again, it took me four tries to really get my arms wrapped around intermittent fasting, but now that I got a got a grasp of it and I understand the challenges that it can bring initially and that it's not that hard to get over the hump. And with something like uh, Jin's new book, the 28-Day Fast Start Day-by-Day Program, it gives you a way of really tracking yourself day-by-day. And with any new behavior or practice, it takes about a month to really to put it into uh, into your regime, regimen, and uh, routine. And uh, for me, once I got, a, got going on it, and I could, I could get, a, I could realize and experience the results, the positive results, then it's something I wanted to do more and more. And initially, as we discussed, I didn't really get the benefit of intermittent fasting. I got a lot of the pain because I was hungry, and then I wasn't eating. And then when I was eating, I was eating too much. And it just wasn't working for me until I really got down to business with it and say, I got to give this a really good try. And I came off of some traditional fasting to do intermittent fasting. That really helped me. The other thing that really helped me when I added that extra day of just a complete fast into my week, because then I could really see the results. And then the intermittent fasting portion of my practice became a lot easier because it was only a couple hours, like it was from 6 p.m in the evening to noon the next day. And oh, for, if you're not doing it, it seems like a long time. But if you are intermittent fasting or fasting, that's not a long time. And it goes by pretty quickly once you're into the groove. And once you've gone through a couple of weeks of actually uh, doing the 42-hour fast that I had been adding, which made a big difference because the 18 hours was nothing compared to 42 hours. But when I did the 42-hour fast, I really got great results, and it really catapulted me into a next level of getting the benefits of intermittent fasting. I want to thank all of my 700-plus guests that I've connected with over the years in terms of building these wonderful interviews so you can get all that information that we offer you. I want to thank my wonderful producer, Chris, my strategy lead, Ryan, and most of all, I want to thank you, my growing audience, and we continue to grow, and it's so satisfying to know that People are really benefiting from the work we're doing here on Guys Guys Radio. So I love doing the show. I got a lot more guests lined up for this fall. And until next week, 
I want to wish you a great week, but also, like I always say, guys, guys, finish first.